important is this game to your future? Uh, I'm going to coach always. You know, I, I love coaching this game. I don't think about anything like that. I'm more, more concerned with uh, getting these young men the future that they deserve. And so that's what I'm focused on. Kalani Stocky right there. Welcome on back. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott hanging out. Marley's Gourmet Sliders in the Tippanoga Harley-Davidson building down here in Linden, 555 South Geneva Road. Come down, grab jazz gear. Also, enter to win a pair of tickets, Gordon, to go to the Utah-BYU game on Thursday night. And, of course, grab some sliders. If you mentioned you heard it on the zone, they're going to hook you up with some free french fries. And, of course, either get the red or the blue Cookie Monster Shake in honor of Rivalry Week, Gordon. Yeah. Say that again, rivalry week. Rivalry week? That is one of the most difficult two words to put together. Okay, so you were just telling me uh, you got an email reacting to, to one of your columns uh, off the air, so I'm going to ask you this uh, in honor of that, that reader of the Salt Lake Tribune. Which Cookie Monster shake you getting, Gordon? <laughs> well, I would get either one because they're both really good. Okay, all right. Go so Cougars! Not, Go Utes! Not, the, the red, you're not leaning toward the blue, you just get maybe not, not, a swirl. Not in, not in personal preference, but uh, I will say that uh, uh, you have to say that the Utes' uh, football program is better than BYU's football program. I think that's fairly obvious to anyone who isn't a huge fan of the Cougars. And that, I, got a, I got a tweet from a guy that said, it's obvious that you're biased. Why don't you just come out and say it in the article? And I, I, that is the kind of lack of awareness from a fan. I mean, I understand you want to root for your team and, and, and you're hoping for the best. But anyone who denies that Utah football is better than BYU football is not seeing it for what it is. Well, the whole and, and because I say that, I'm not the biased one. The reader, the reader is. is the biased one, which is fine too. I mean, everyone can have their opinion, then then that's great. But it's funny how people who are coming from a certain perspective really are hesitant or resistant to what is what I think is plainly obvious right now. Right? I mean, because you say Utah football is superior to BYU football. That doesn't mean that you like the Utes better than you like the Cougars. It doesn't mean that you have anything against the Cougars. It just means that Utah football is better than well, BYU football. And I, if, if I said that to you, would you argue it? Well, I don't see how you can argue with eight in a row. <laughs> Simple as that. I mean, yeah. uh, a team has won eight consecutive and has, has been the better team over a decade. That's really not that controversial in my opinion so i don't know i don't know where that uh, particular reader is coming from but that's not to say that byu can't win on any on any given thursday in this in this case and i think byu is a better team than they were last year and uh, i think they'll have a shot at it but but uh, i mean to argue which football program is better at the moment it's really not an argument i mean i can make an argument for anything gordon you know me but that would be a pretty difficult one okay so if you tried to make an argument in that corner, what would you say? Well, overall as a program or this particular team? Overall as a... As a program, yeah. Oh, jeez. Would you go back to the Lavelle years? <laughs> overall as a program... Come on, you're, you're captain of the debate team. I know, I should you're be You're presented to... with a certain case that you have to 
to, to, to argue, what, what would you say? Well, you can make an argument that BYU is still the bigger overall brand globally. Okay, come on. I'm waiting for would, it. Let me hear it. That would make them, uh, they, they could cast a broader net worldwide recruiting. And maybe they get, no, in all honesty, BYU will, will always get recruits. And I had a former BYU player tell me this, that BYU will always get recruits that they probably have no business getting. Because of their connection with the church and because there are certain uh, LDS, can we say that, Latter-day Saints? Sure. Church, uh, athletes out there that, are, uh, that will always want to come to BYU because it is BYU, regardless of what conference affiliation it is or regardless of whatever other offers that they get, they will come to BYU. And BYU will always have certain top-end players that are, are really, really good. Now, that doesn't really compare them to Utah right now, who also have top-end players who are really, really good and probably have more of them, but I'm, I'm trying my best here. <laughs> Keep coming. Come on. Anything else? It's just it's really hard because when Utah went to, to the Pac-12, I mean, it's just a different level. And we've seen that they, their program, their recruiting ability, all those sorts of things go to a different level. Look at, uh, uh, at Jalen Johnson, for example. I mean, that's a recruit that Utah never would have gotten back in the Mountain West Conference days. Never. I mean, that guy, that guy wanted to play. He's told PK this, uh, and PK has talked about it on his show. There was a guy who was going to play three years and go to the NFL. That was his goal. Everybody thought he had that talent level, and he picked Utah, not only because of their football status, but also that he would have a chance to play. But that's not somebody that they would have been in play for back in the day. And so it's, it's difficult because that has given Utah such an advantage. And and I remember when BYU went independent and there were those fans out there trying to say, oh, independent is just as good. It's not. And I think we've seen that play out over the, the last decade. Now, you can make the argument that it's better than going back to the Mountain West Conference, but you certainly can't make the argument that it's equal to going to a, a league like the Pac-12. I would only make that argument if BYU were posting 10 and 11 wins a season. And beating, and then, yeah, and, and beating, and beating some of the premier programs that they face. If they were winning those games, then players might because they're on TV all the time, you know. And that's something that the coaches use and others use in an argument in favor of BYU and, and that opportunity. Their exposure is is great and all that, but they're they're they haven't had the seasons to really give that the oomph it needs. But if you're an independent. And you win 11 games, I mean, people are going to take note of you. Right. And I think high school kids would take note of that as well. The problem for BYU is they haven't been able to do that. Let me ask you this. Has BYU's recruiting level changed all that much since going independent? Uh, well, all I know is when you see, and I don't know, I, I don't go out and evaluate a bunch of high school kids, but these people who do that, they rank BYU's recruiting classes as being somewhat low. Lower than they were before? Uh, and I don't know the answer to yeah, that question entirely. We'd have, to, we'd have to go back and look. But I would argue that recruiting probably hasn't changed all that much. Oh, I think BYU relative to what uh, – everything is relative. But back in the day when BYU was getting NFL players on a, on a fairly regular basis – and they were having, you know, they got some, they got a couple of all pro quarterbacks. And they haven't had that. No, but I, I mean, mean, when Jim McMahon you... was running that offense relative to the players around him and the teams and the coaches uh, in, in a system that was 
was really working, working in some years better than what Mike Leach has done at Washington State, and he obviously is something of a derivative of that since he went to BYU. Uh, you know, uh, you can't say that BYU has done that. And, I, and their schedules back then weren't as tough as they are now, at least not with the premier teams they play. And so you can sort of go back and forth on that. But, you know, Steve Young is a freaking Hall of Famer. Yeah, but I don't they know. They haven't had a Hall of Fame quarterback since. I don't know if that's fair to compare them to at the moment. I think it is fair to compare them to Broncos programs who didn't send all the, that many players to the NFL, but we're still winning 10 games. Well, why isn't it fair? That's how BYU built this brand. True, but it's I mean, what Lavelle's teams did, and even in the later that was years, forty years ago. I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, I get that. I mean, we saw Miami play last Saturday. That program is not what it was back in the the eighties. Yeah, so it's probably not fair to compare them to that either. How do you think BYU would be doing as an independent if it had, on a regular basis, one of its top three type teams? Would they be? Would they be winning ten games? How would they be doing if Steve Young were their quarterback, or if Jim McMahon were their quarterback, or even Gifford Nielsen, or Mark Wilson, or Steve Sarkeesian? Or let me put it this way, actually, because I know you think so highly uh, of the '06 BYU team with John Beck, who's going to be on the show in the top of five. Well, that hour. was a good team. It was a really good team. I, um, did, I know you you thought that, and uh, and I know you wrote that. The '96 now, team was uh, was. Uh, was one of the one of the top two or three teams, uh, you know, and then the other ones were back in the eighties. But let's recent. Let's take that 06 team. You think that how many games would they win against BYU schedule this year? I think you can make an argument they'd still win ten. Yeah, I mean it could be. Yeah, and that's my point that they haven't had those kinds of athletes now. Uh, although they do have some nice guys. It reminds me of Utah State when it was struggling for a while. They had some very nice players in their program didn't have enough of them yeah and so BYU is trying to fill the program with guys who can compete against this kind of competition and it's it's been you know Kalani is 20 and 19 well I think it totally comes back to that quarterback I mean they haven't had a quarterback since Max Hall that's been really really good but they haven't had they haven't had playmakers either they haven't had guys to throw the ball to. And in my experience watching BYU football, they're great teams. They had receivers they could count on to get open and to catch the freaking ball. Cody, and they, Cody they Hoffman had, and Mitch Matthews are pretty good. Yeah, but those guys, and how many, who else? Who else? Uh, Travis Leslie wasn't bad. They've had some letdowns. Jordan Leslie? What did I say, Travis? Travis. Le- Jordan Leslie is who I was talking about. Sorry about that. I, I, I. Uh, Nick Kurtz was kind of a disappointment. Actually, he was a big uh, they, they haven't but. had him, Jake. I'm telling you, they haven't had him the way they used to. And maybe it's a chicken and egg thing. If you have the great quarterback, then the quarterback makes the receivers look great. But I think it's kind of the other way around. Well, I think it's there's responsibility on both ends of that. And uh, that I just noticed maybe 15 years ago that where are the great BYU receivers anymore? Yeah, there's one every once in a while, but back in the day, those guys made teams absolutely pay. And maybe you could say also the defensive coordinators have caught up to that whole thing because BYU's offense back in the day was in advance of what teams could handle easily, at least on any given Sunday, like our Saturdays you were talking about. All right, we'll have more coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.